Welcome to the Synapse Nips podcast, where we explore the power of health and healing. On this podcast, we will be talking with health experts, professionals, and leaders about hot topics in the world of health. Whether it's tools to help you flourish, successful stories to inspire, or tips to optimize your health, Synapse Nips is here to help you take the first steps towards living your best life. So I think a good topic of conversation that I even am curious about, I've known you for a long time, because mm-hmm. um, I don't remember exactly when, but I was a teenager, so you were, I don't know, not when I age you at all. I, I but, was uh, younger, I'm old, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but I've known you for probably 20 years, yeah, or close to that, but I still don't really have a good grasp, and I know other people don't, of how did we get Synapse to where it is now, how did it start? And where are we going long term? We've talked a lot about long term stuff recently, but I think it would be nice to know how did how did we get to where we are now? Because it's been how long has the practice been around? Uh, practice officially started back in 1998, so it's been a little over 20, 22, 23 years now. So we've been we've been going a while, and uh, yeah, think about it now. I, you were young when I was first starting out in the practice, only a few years into my practice. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, it's weird how it has uh, developed over time because I, I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do when I started everything, and I wrote it out on a piece of paper. And the funny thing is, um, for 15 years, it was nothing like that original vision, and what we're doing right now is actually almost exactly like that original vision. And so it's uh, a little bizarre how that happens, but I kind of fought that uh, for years. And uh, I guess the, the seeds of Synapse started, I was in medical school first, and that was going to be my journey the whole, the whole way. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be one of two things, a professional athlete or uh, a doctor, medical doctor. And I couldn't do both, apparently. And, and <laughs> you guys know my athletic prowess. I didn't make it as a professional athlete. You were close. I was close. You didn't have that last growth spurt. <laughs> didn't, I, need, I, I was about a foot short. <laughs> I needed I need another foot. Yeah. So I was in uh, doing all my pre-med stuff and getting ready for medical school. And I was playing rugby at the time in college. And I wanted to be healthier and wanted to put on some muscle mass and do some extra extra work uh, to get healthy and they didn't have that in my medical training so I went to one of my professors and I said how do how do I uh, uh, do this how do I get healthier and uh, he said I don't know and uh, I'm like what (laughs) so he was just being honest and I said well when do we start talking about nutrition and health classes and stuff like that and he said son you're in this is not what we're doing he goes uh, if you want to learn about health you don't become a medical doctor and that blew my mind at least he was honest he was very honest and so that but that that derailed me yeah so for a year and uh uh, I started looking forward a little bit more into what my coursework was, and he was right. There was no classes on nutrition, no classes on health and wellness, and a lot of pharmacology and other stuff. And and that wasn't really a fit. I I toured the hospital, and the smell of the hospital uh, just made me sick. And that's not, I mean, I have a lot of respect for doctors who work in the hospital a lot. My my wife works there, daughter works there. There's there's uh, most of my uh, aunts were uh, 
were nurses, and so they all work in the, work in the hospital setting. I just couldn't do it. It just, it just wasn't a fit for me. I didn't feel well when I was there, so that was a little disappointing <laughs> to, <laughs> to have that aha. And truthfully, I bartended for a year until I figured stuff out. And it was one of the best years of my life because I just talked with people. Yeah. And then that's when I realized I really like people. And so whether they were nice and normal or completely abnormal, I really liked them. And so I was a people person, so I knew that much. And then I found a chiropractic program, and it was a better fit for me. Uh, and then you, from that... Had you been to a chiropractor before that? As a child, uh, my mom took me a couple times, okay. yeah. So I had had a good experience with it, and... Um, it did help me with my sports. It was sports injuries that brought me to the chiropractor, and it did actually help. So I'm like, oh, I could still do the same types of stuff, just more from a natural setting. And then when I was there, I kind of fast-forward into the chiropractic world like I did in the medical world and said, okay, what am I missing? And that's when I realized that uh, I wanted more about with the kinesiology and the muscle stuff. So I joined my very first month at chiropractic school. I joined the kinesiology club. And my very third month, they made me president of the kinesiology club because, <laughs> because no one else would do it. And I said I would learn it as, and then teach it the next week. And so that was one of the best decisions I ever made because I would literally learn it one week and teach it the next week. Yeah. And uh, uh, it kind of grew. grew to the point of uh, I even, in my first year as a student, I had uh, chiropractors and, and medical doctors uh, coming to the school to take uh, to be in the club, we got up to over a hundred people in that that club, doctors and and uh, chiropractors and students. But it was nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> Learned a lot from my mentor Bob, uh, Dr. Bob Rakowski, and then taught it the very next week. So, uh, and then from that, uh, there was some people people I couldn't help, and that's when I found functional neurology. And that was a game changer for me because it explained a lot. So I just had a, kind of a thirst for knowledge, and then that developed into um, the seed for what Synapse is right now. Yeah. It's interesting for me because I interned with you 10 years ago, I think, something yeah. like that. And it's even in that gap of time, it's so different. Yeah. That was right before you started at Yeah, for sure. And we did a lot of... Still the muscle testing, did some nutrition, but we didn't have a nutritionist on staff. Yeah. We didn't do a lot of lab testing. We did yeah. some functional neuro stuff, but it was a lot more physical-based stuff. Yes. And now it's so much more of an integrated approach. And then to make that shift, well, that's one thing too. How did we, how did you make that shift? Because I was gone for a while in the rain. You know, I was here for a while, <laughs> yeah. went to Colorado, came back, it was like a whole new thing. So I, I struggled for a few years trying to make a decision on just staying uh, with myself and, and keeping a, a small little clinic. And truthfully, my life would have been a lot easier <laughs> if I had just done that um, because it's more controllable. It's just me and the, and the staff member, too. It's more controllable. And I had a waiting list practice, and I would be I would have been full. But um, I wrestled with that, and it was just always on my heart. And now, as we're talking out loud, I'm actually having an aha. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Finally. <laughs> First one in years. Uh, but uh, uh, that original vision I had mapped out, even drew a picture, it was I had a mental health coach there, a nutritionist. I had an exercise physiologist. I had chiropractors, medical doctors, IVs. That was all of my original 
and I are pretty close now. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. pretty close. I didn't realize that until we started talking. <laughs> yeah. So that was part of, you know, that was put on my heart. And so that, uh, but I, I struggle with that because, you know, you work your tail off for years. It's nice just to have a bit of a break and just kind of feel like you're in control. Yeah, like bit. you've made progress. Like you, exactly. Like and so I knew if I said yes to that, it was going to be a heavy lift. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but, um, you know, it happened. And when I get stuck, I ask, uh, my general rule with my kids and my patients is when you get stuck, ask a better question, ask yourself, ask God, ask the people you trust. And so that's what I did. And when I did that, I, I said, I literally just, I remember saying it out loud. I need to be hit over the head with something so obvious to push me in that direction that I know it's from you, God. So I punched him. So Marky came and punched me in the head. He's like, God told me. (laughs) Uh, No, actually it was a a patient came in by the name of Susie Larson. And uh, long story short, uh, she asked me on her radio show, and then she strongly encouraged me to do more with uh, functional medicine. And it was the knock over the head I kind of needed. And relatively around the same time, you contacted me, Josh, and uh, a few other people. It was just like one after another just came into play. And I remember introducing you to Marquis and uh, TJ, and, uh, and they're like, Finally, Troy brings someone <laughs> to the table that, that you were like a huge missing link to the whole thing. Like, I, there's no way I could do it myself. And so that was, to answer your question, it, it was, it had to become more than, than me. Mm-hmm. And to create a team is not easy. We, we have such a phenomenal team here right now, and, and they all work so well together. And how we communicate is what I had in my head, but I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So... It's hard to. It's hard when you see what you want, but you don't know how to get there. Exactly. Yeah. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Working in other clinics, you've never worked in another clinic. You've only worked in yours. I actually have. Had you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No one. Not many do. Okay. All right. <laughs> so for one month, I did work in another clinic, and uh, it, that's all it took for me to realize what I had. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it that way. I don't want to speak ill of anyone. But it no, no. It was not. I was not a fan. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my point, too. And every place that I've worked has been great, but it's been different. And I think the the big thing here, like you said, the big thing that we have now is, especially in the last several, probably six, seven months, Mm -hmm. you know, we've transitioned into doing a lot more group stuff, a lot more group meetings. We always have the red flag morning meetings that have been an hour. Yeah. But the really, I think the three hour Thursday meetings where we really can dig into stuff has been... One, you get to know the people you're working with. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. I've, you can kind of do that in other practices, but if you don't know how people tick, yes, which we do now, yes. for better or worse, absolutely, yeah, better or worse for sure. But then, as people get comfortable being able to say, "Hey, this is what I think we should do or not do," mm-hmm. yeah, because I've been in clinics where you just the normal employee doesn't have the input mm-hmm. and the control because yeah. you know we can now say this is what the way that we think we should go, and if we all agree, hey, we can make that change. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, trying to turn the Titanic as far as just uh, um, when you have a larger group. If it's just me, I can make a decision and just turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you have a larger group, things have to go slow. You have to take other people into consideration. But it's, it's, it's working brilliantly because you have to take yourself out of it. Yeah. You're, you're a cog in the wheel. Yeah. And so to, to have that actually be put in place and working... I mean, I'm a little bit shocked, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we've got the right people, and we've talked early on about getting the right people in the right seats. And 
I don't think many of my patients know for years my, my heart with what, I, what I'm doing here, but I really don't think people get how challenging the healthcare world is mm-hmm. and then how to work within that. A lot of healthcare practitioners, they, they don't get to know the, the people they work with as well because you're always busy. Mm-hmm. You're always putting out fires for patients, and patients generally don't show up when they're just feeling great all the time. There's a reason they're here, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. And they need help. So it's not always an easy environment. So it's been, uh, been nice to actually not have everything on your shoulders and have a team to, to leverage. That's been really nice. Yeah. Well, on those days when we don't have meetings, you can go from start to finish, and sometimes you're the last one here, and you yeah. don't see anybody exactly. except for the patients. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, I've had yeah, I've had my wife ask uh, about uh, if I talked to Marquis about something. I'm like, I didn't see him today. I said, you were there for 12 hours. I didn't see him today. <laughs> Busy day. Busy day. We were we were going, going, going. Or I didn't have time to to talk, other than maybe a high five in the hallway. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. So with where we are now, you know, we've got like we said, a pretty big team. Yes. Like five chiropractors now, nurse practitioner health coach, nutritionist, support staff. I know our goal, I know, is to continue to develop. So if we look long-term, or maybe even medium-term, right? I mean, it's not all just really far out long-term. We're making changes as we as we speak, really. Yeah. What do you see as next transition points, or really what's, what's because we're not to where the ultimate goal is. No, no. So kind of what does that look like? Well, just to keep it real simple, for me, what I, what I did recognize is that when you start to build a team and you get into the hospitals, I have enough family members that's worked in the hospitals, and, and you get burnt out in the hospitals, especially what I was recognizing is I'd get all these people uh, in the healthcare profession who really do care about people, and then they'd get burnt out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so part of the long-term vision was to create a space and an environment. And in our, uh, on our wall here, you'll see the word sanctuary. That's a big word. I wanted to create a sanctuary where people could go if they need help with their health, they can get answers. We may not have the answers for them, but I've always told people that you'll never find someone that will work harder to get those answers. That's what I could commit to. Mm-hmm. That I knew I could fulfill just working hard for people. Uh, so to have my team do that is, is a big part of it. But that sanctuary isn't just for the patients. It's for the staff. Mm-hmm. Because good people with good hearts were getting burnt out really quickly, mm-hmm. serving a population of people who really needed the help. And so uh, creating a model that you could actually have both uh, a sanctuary for the people working there and a sanctuary for the, the patients at the same time, is the ultimate vision and the goal. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I didn't know how we're going to do it, but I can tell we're actually doing it. Yeah, like we're sure. we're closer than we've ever been. And the other thing that just makes me a little sad, a little mad, let me be honest, <laughs> is how much these good people get paid. Not a lot of people know that you have people uh, with multiple degrees, with hundreds of thousands of dollars in student debt, and they're starting out at forty thousand dollars a year. And they're doing a job that is very, very hard. Kind of similar to, you know, teachers mm-hmm. a lot of times just their, their impact they have with your, your kids is really, really important, good or bad. Same thing with us. And then they don't get paid enough for what they do, I mean, personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it's the same type of thing, though. We have people uh, who are 
just brilliant at what they do that are changing lives and they're struggling struggling to make their bills met. That's what I'd noticed for 15 straight years. And so I would love, and I would have loved to actually have graduated and stepped into a system that was paying me for my value, for what I was worth. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have just blossomed in a system like that. And you're the same way. And we have everyone here is the same way. So I would love to have created a system uh, that actually pays people what they're what they're worth, yeah. and people with good hearts and good brains that can solve problems actually not have to worry about paying their mortgage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy, and not a lot of my patients know this, but there's been um, times where I've just taken the bare minimum to keep the clinic open. And I even went almost a full year without yeah. taking a check. Very keen was that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you're not going to run, you, I can't expect my, my employees to do that. I can't yeah. expect my, my docs to do that. So, so it's been nice to, it will be nice when that vision has been recognized where, and I, th- I think we're in a much better place than we ever have been. And having students graduate from school, and we just recently had this happen, so I know that's how we're, we're close, uh, graduate from school and then tell the world, shout to the world, I just got my dream job, mm-hmm. and uh, they're talking about working at Synapse, and then come in and just start impacting people's lives. Mm-hmm. So we've recently had that happen in this last year, and it's been, that was like one of the, that was, I had no ha with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's another one. There's another one. <laughs> that's good. I think when I look forward to one thing that I enjoy doing and know that there's a bigger need for is there's so many from a patient perspective and really how how we operate to get people better there's so many specialists even within our own field that have the tools and knowledge to do specific things well yeah. and none of that's well connected you know we've got people who really do well with lime and people who really do well with mold and people who really do well with these other things and none of it's well consolidated. Yeah. You know, in a hospital system, they try to have specialists there so you can consolidate that. And you know, that gets a bad rap in a lot of in a lot of ways with people who work in kind of a natural approach because yeah. they want to be different. But at the same time, they've got some things figured out there. Yes, exactly. And the fact that they have all of these different specialists, that's in some ways not that we have to have a specialist for every single thing, but what we try hard to do is develop protocols based on the best practices from other people so that we can even without having every single person here right. have have that same idea where we have specialty types of things that other people don't and that's a that's a big work in progress on the other side yeah that people don't often see is that this is you know you've often said you're building the plane in the air as you fall as to the ground yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're building the plane as you're flying right, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and we're in the middle of doing that in a lot of ways and it's been really good in the last couple of years to have the people here that have this expertise because we're so much closer with a lot of complex things. Yeah, I think the secret is communication, though, because yeah. even, like, how we talk is is one of the key factors, mm-hmm. taking the time to talk about it. Because even, Marquis, you're in, you're in meetings. You know more about the healthcare stuff right now by just osmosis than most. So we don't expect you to be an expert in it, yeah. but at the same time, if you know what we do and how we think you yeah. can recognize it yeah. and so we just had that actually in our morning meeting today yeah. where we're, we're joking around <laughs> but i said one thing and, and mary said mycoplasma <laughs> and she nailed it right because we had had a previous conversation 
And when you get to that level, uh, and I, I will say too, Mary's worked in the traditional healthcare field, and that was one of the things when she came here. She asked, she asked to work here, and she said she just wanted to work and communicate with a team. Mm-hmm. That was one of her goals for being here, and so it, it's nice to have that being realized. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this: Why are you guys here? I can start. Uh, me is pretty simple. It's just uh, the heart behind Synapse. Um, you guys kind of heard what Dr. Troy just said about why he started it. And that's hard to find in a job. Some, it's not just about money. and It's about our patient base. It's about everybody that works here. His heart is huge, and it really is contagious. So it makes me want to be a better person. It makes Dr. Josh want to be a better person. And all the staff, we are trying to lift our game up to... Uh, kind of get to that level and um yeah i think we are really helping people here like there's been story after story of i've tried everywhere else yeah. but you guys actually listened to me and you kind of you figured out what's going on with me and then yeah we just get to work and people get better i don't want people to look at me and just think he's contagious yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a good way in a good way in a good way yeah um I don't know how to answer that succinctly, but I'll try. <laughs> I have a patient that I have to see in a few minutes. <laughs> but, you know, I originally, well, not to tell my whole story because I'll be quick, because like I said, you were, you were my chiropractor. And I knew that I wanted to come and do a similar thing after I hurt my knee in college. And I went and did PT, nothing helped. I came to see and saw you and immediately it was 90% better within, you know, two visits. I said, okay, because I was thinking about PT and all these other things that yeah. I could do. It's like, all right, this is, you know, we got some nutrition things going on here. We got a lot of these other pieces that I don't see anywhere else. And so I knew that I wanted to have that. But then I'm also the type of person that gets bored doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> We've caught that. Well, yeah. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> noticed. <laughs> so I, in working in other places, I was the type of person prone to burnout because if I did the same thing over and over and over and over again, that just did not fit my personality. Some people can do that, and that's great. That's not me. Um, I'm much more of a, I, I I like to learn new things, figure out how they work, implement them and help other people implement them. Yeah. So for me, being able to come here, when I when we talked, when I moved back from Colorado, I said I would, I didn't even, when I moved back, it wasn't my intent to work here again. Yeah. You know, I just happened to move into the area because that's where we found a spot to live. And I said, if I come and work here, I can't be a full-time five-day-a-week doctor. He said, oh, well, we're looking for somebody to do research and help with protocols and help with system development. It's like, that's perfect. And so for me, I needed a space where I felt like I could grow both as a doctor, but then also in these other in these other ways. Mm-hmm. Because I I love I love being a doctor. I love seeing patients, but um, I don't love doing it every single day. And I the flexibility is one of the big reasons why I came here and stayed here is because we are building something that you know is there's the ceiling on this. Even if we said there is one, I've worked in places where there is a ceiling. This is where I'm at. I can't do anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's stifling to me. And so this, this as an opportunity, both personally and as a, as a clinic, as a system, to really grow and develop something that's bigger than just me was was the draw. Yeah, there's a lot of potential impact, just especially like I said, with what you bring 
it's uh, been a game changer. And, and when we had that lockdown with the COVID stuff, we found out who who did well yeah. <laughs> on their computer at home. And I'm just going to say, that's there's a reason you're our researcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you shined. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to go see my patient, which means our podcast is probably over. Yes. Yeah, it's a good, good time to end. That was, that was good. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Okay. That's a That's great first podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Synapse Nips podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast. To learn more, check out our website at www.officialsynapse.com. Until next time, this has been Synapse Nips podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only and should under no circumstances be considered medical advice or a substitute for medical care. Any information given in this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease and is at the user's own risk. Please first consult a licensed healthcare professional.